Nobody Dances Here, the podcast based on my blog at www.nobodydanceshere.com. And joining me yet again is my favorite co-host in the world, Ah. Nicole. Oh, that's sweet. Nicole, see? You gotta like her because she's my best friend, see? Ah. What are you, a movie from the 20s? You're in black and white now? I'm gonna talk like this for the entire show, see? Ah. Ah, Jimmy, you went that away. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, sorry. All right. It's another Saturday. Yeah. And And you're listening to us. Because you love us, obviously. I mean, duh. Today's, What's not to love? Today's show, we're talking about the streets. The streets, like well, the streets, like the streets of the shy. Right. How hard it is. Shy town, you know what I'm saying? From the streets. Chicago. Do they call it Chicago? No, they do not. And I don't know. Okay, you are not from here. No I've, one says Chicago. I've lived here since 2003. Chicago. You sound like somebody's trying to find Chicago not from America. It's kind of like saying Nolens when nobody in New Orleans says Nolens. No one says Nolens. Right. All right. So, also, we have uh, spinning in the background is uh, DJ Tim Zawada. Zawada. He's amazing. He was here last week. Yeah, he's pretty good. He had a cool cardigan on. Yeah. How about that? You know I always have to look at people's right. clothes. Even when fashion's not the topic, you got to bring it up. I always bring it up. And you're wearing a lovely green sweater. That's V-neck. Yeah, I hate with your it. white It's belt. laundry day. Laundry no, day. No, you look really good. It's good for you to wear color. Right. I hate color. My soul is dark. No, it is not. You just play a dark person on TV. All right. So, uh, so to uh, join us in on the discussion on you know, like the streets, you know, it was only appropriate that I bring one of the best, the greatest, the latest, the, the greatest. most bomb diggity street performer slash professional tap dancing extraordinaire to the show. I'm so glad that tap is just here to stay because it's a real talent. You Nick, need, you can't pretend. Rubio. I know he's Latino, so that's why I rolled the R. He did roll it. Nico Rubio. 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 I don't know. I don't know. So, and we have some other people that might show up. They might not show up. We don't know. They're on CP time. They are on CP. CP. Wait. For those who don't know what CP CP time is. So, I was like, oh, we have to have a show where we talk about, like, the streets and, like, you know... People that like you know know stuff about the streets, so you know we're gonna have all these guests come on, and you know they had so much time to get here, and they're not here yet. What better way to start talking about the streets than talking about CP time? Right? <laughs> How appropriate! And what is it again? You were gonna tell us? Wait, what? CP time? Oh, color people time. Color people time. And what does that mean? That you're you're early? No, it means that you're stereotypically late. Oh, yeah. It's sad. CP time. That is unfair. Some people, some colored people are on time. I guess they're not colored. Then I guess they're African American if they're on time and they're colored if they're late. <laughs> is, that, is that the deal? I don't understand your logic. But moving on. Onward and upward. Sarah Palin is officially a news commentator for Fox News. Appropriately so, because it's all idiots. She is so pretty. She's not even that good looking. She's I just disagree. good looking for politicians. She is so pretty. It like and it makes sense. It makes me want to watch Fox News more. She just looks like a teacher, dude. She's like a librarian. She does. With a secret. With a secret like doing it in the back of the books. You <laughs> That's what you meant by secret, like a sexual one. Right, right. right With her right. lame family and her lame husband who she divorced. She divorced him? They're divorced. They're getting divorced. Oh, I didn't know. No one stays together in hillbilly families. Oh. Even when they live across the street from Russia. Yeah, even if they're related. <laughs> so, uh, there's a lot of controversy going on with Barack Obama. Well, duh. He's the first black president. Of course, people are going to make racist comments about him. I mean, he's a Negro. Now, do you think people are making the comments because it's everyone's just really sensitive right now? Or do you think it's... Like I I, just, I don't know because like people were saying a lot of things about Bush, so uh-huh. it kind of seems appropriate that people would say a lot of things about Obama. I just well, don't you're know the if- president. I mean, you are a target for that stuff. So whatever is wrong with you or not wrong with you, people are gonna say something, right? Especially if you black, right. something something's wrong. No, I, if not- you're brown, it's going down. Well, it's not just. <laughs> 
Well, it's not just if you're black, but like if you're different, if you're a minority. Yeah. You know, I've watched enough Lifetime television for women movies to know that women have it hard. Yeah, they do. I know that Michelle Obama... I told you about the musical. I feel like she has it hard right now. They're always making her face into a monkey face and stuff on the internet. It sucks. What musical? Obama the musical in Germany. Oh, It just opened, and that woman does not do her justice. And the man is way too young and muscular. Do you think Michelle Obama is manly looking, though? Not in the least bit. She's just tall. God. I think she's tall. I think she has an athletic face. You could. She does have an athletic face. Like she looks like she plays some basketball back in the day, but I still think she's pretty. Yeah, well, no one's supposed to. Oh, we're all not supposed to look like Elin Nordgren. I mean, hell, if she, maybe if she looked like that, she'd get cheated on. So maybe she should have an athletic, strong face. Like, don't cheat on me, Mr. Obama. Right. Or I'll take you out with my workout arms. Yeah, she could smack the hell out of somebody with those arms. Yeah, she ain't playing. And you don't see no scandal about that marriage, do you? No, you don't. Not yet, at least. Yeah, not yet. They're gonna create something. Right. So Heidi Montag had who was that? The girl from the hills. Uh, next. Well, okay. I will try to change the subject as fast as possible. I was just throwing out there that she uh, had ten plastic surgeries and it's really insane because well, she's only twenty-three. Everybody has plastic surgery in Hollywood. You can't be in Hollywood without a little nip, a little tuck, but a little she's shave, not a little... even. Uh, she's not even a like actress. She's there's no. Re- I she like. I don't understand why she's famous. For nothing. That's why people get famous. That's why it should be so easy. But why the hell am I not famous? You know, I mean, why do we respect these people? It shows you the level of intellect in America. That's why I don't even have a television. Right. You're Miss Anti-Television. Anti-TV, you know this. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. And all right. with all, Come on. So. So. Today's show, we're talking about the streets. The streets. The boogie down. What goes down in the alleys and all that other Boogie stuff. down. That's the Bronx. Come back to the shy. I don't know anything. I was raised Because you're, you're, you're not from the streets. That's why you're saying the boogie down Chicago. <laughs> the boogie down Chicago. Anyway. So we're talking about the streets. Uh, and first up, we're going to have Nico on to talk about you know his experience as like this brilliant, amazing tap dancer. Tap but on the streets. I, wanted, I found this song. My friend Elgin sent me this song. And I only felt that this would be the best uh, dance song of the week because that's the new thing that we started here. It's a dance song of the week. And what is it? The name of uh, the song is Pants on the Ground by this dude uh, named General Larry. General Larry. Yeah. He he was on American Idol a few weeks ago and he's like 62 years old and he sang a song and they were like this is really cute and of course everyone on YouTube and their mom remixed it and this was like the best remix. It made me want to dance. All right. All right. Let's take so, a listen. Here we are. My name is Jerry Larry Pitt. My name is Jerry Larry Pitt. My name is Jerry Larry Pitt. Pants on the ground. Pants on the ground. Pants on the pants on the pants on the ground. 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 Looking like a fool with your pants on the ground With the gold in your mouth Hat turn sideways, pants hit the ground Call yourself a cool cat Pants on the ground, pants on the ground Looking like a fool with your pants on the ground With the gold in your mouth All right, all right. 
Everybody sit down. I know everyone's like getting crunk. Booty shaking in the audience. Keep your pants up. Wear a belt. Wear a belt. Someone just told me that the song was really bizarre. It is bizarre. But what do you expect me to do about that? Well, is that what the song was about? Kids who sag their pants? Yes, this old man is tired of these youngins walking the streets and having their pants down to the ankles. Oh my god, that's brilliant. Right. But speaking of brilliant, Nico's here. Yes, sir. You're kind of, and you're like kind of a celebrity. Sometimes, sometimes. Sometimes, sometimes. So, is it every summer that you like? Okay, so first we're gonna start with your background. So, when did you start dancing? Little, tap dancing specifically. Tap dancing specifically. A little over ten years ago, I uh, got into it specifically with uh, gymnastics, and then I got into. Um, tap ballet jazz after some convincing because uh you know i wasn't too hyped to be a dancer and go uh, to school the next day and tell my friends that but then i strictly tap dancing about 10 years ago Hmm. and like when did you start performing on the streets that was about four or five years ago I was, how did you get into that i was in a, a company by the name of mad rhythms uh from the south side uh uh, tap dancers ranging from all around the city and uh, one of the hoofers by the name of Jaboen Dixon asked if anybody in the company was interested in street performing and uh, nobody really was hyped like I was so uh, we, we kind of started a partnership and uh, went out on the streets not really knowing too much of what we were doing but had a lot of fun ever since and you don't have to get certified or anything like that to do it oh yeah oh yeah you have to go up to city hall and uh pay a hundred dollar fee for a permit for two years yeah it's very official wait here. a minute those people breaking my eardrums some of those horrible performers have paid a hundred dollars where did they get that money you know, uh, like everybody, you have to Turn have tricks. money to make money. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know pickpocketing, however they do it. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's it's very official out here in Chicago. There's a lot of rules involved, and there's a lot of uh, a lot of stuff going on with street performers that people don't know. Okay, so uh, I remember when I first heard of you, it was actually because you were doing your your little thing on one side of the street and then your rival i don't know who that is was doing it oh. too close to you and you guys are about to scruff it out uh-uh. like does that really happen like are you guys like really competitive street performers nah nah i'm not sure of that instance but um i get along with pretty much all the street performers uh almost all of them even the bucket boys uh to everybody i get along i don't like with. the bucket boys yeah a lot of people don't like them. so for well i mean i guess the bucket boys have branched out to other cities but uh for our international listeners a bucket boy is a anderson youth who has taken some type of uh drum-like object most likely a bucket 10 gallon bucket yeah a plastic if you will oh, yes. um and they take sticks and they beat on them like drums mm-hmm. but what's interesting is that not all of them are all that talented like you will come across some that are just like really amazing and they're doing all the, these tricks and stuff like that so, oh wow like, you know i'll give you a dollar but there's some that just do it and they're just tippity tap tap you know it's yeah. just weird well it's a it's a great act you know it attracts anybody you know anybody will stop and at least watch for a second but um until recently, a lot of them didn't have IDs. They wouldn't go get the IDs. You know, they would just stack their buckets. They'd have somebody watch out, you know, for when the police would come, stack their buckets and dip out. So uh, they weren't doing it legally till till very recently. Right. And uh, I mean, some of them have uh, some talent with it, but they, they don't do too many different songs or too many different rhythm patterns and they can't usually go too much faster or slower than the normal pace that they're at interesting and so you tap dance so what gear do you you don't have the bottle caps on the bottom of your shoes do you nah, nah you don't exactly. look like that yeah nah, so nah. how do you how do you how do, what do you what stuff do you need to do your stuff on the street uh to do my thing on the street uh first of all i need my tap shoes of course um right now i'm wearing capizio k360s what does that mean 
Uh, the brand is Capizio, the style are K360s. It's uh, one of the most consistent shoes for tap dancers, professional tap dancers at the moment, but there's other shoes in the works. So I need, of course, my shoes. Uh, I need my uh, performer's ID, my, C- or my street performing ID. Then, of course, wood. Uh, a lot of things, or a big thing that people don't know about tap dancers is that we need wood to perform on. So I usually get a, you know, a decent size with uh, some kind of um, something underneath uh, to raise it off the floor because uh, after a long period of dancing on the floor without any protection, you could wear out uh, your knees and your legs and all that. So usually that and then, of course, uh, a bucket for tips. How much money do you make per gig? Um... Anywhere from like twenty dollars to five thousand. Well, and how nah, long I'm, do you I'm, have I'm, to? I'm joking. I'm being. How long do you have serious. to be out there to make any money? Uh, it really depends on the performer, but uh, me personally, I usually go out on Saturdays on warm days on Michigan Avenue, and then I'll be out there from anywhere to three hours to even eight hours. I've been out there before. And uh, it really just depends on, you know, what you have to do that day or what your mission is. But over the years, um, you've started to make less and less from all of the um, all of the, the more rules that we get every year and restrictions and hassle from the city. How could they restrict what you're doing if you get your permit? Then what's the next restriction? I you know, describe like one that's definitely a hindrance. Uh, well, one of the recent um, restrictions that they gave us... Uh, they have an ordinance with all of the rules, and uh, I have a, a notebook that I keep in my backpack every time I perform with all the rules, everything, you know, all highlighted so that I'm legit out there. But um, one of the recent ones was they were telling us that we couldn't keep our bags or our anything of our equipment on the side next to us on this bike because it was uh, obstructing the flow of traffic. Like, it was in people's ways, apparently. So if we had drums or if we had whatever that we put our equipment in or a book bag, we'd have to hold it while performing or something or put it elsewhere. So they were trying to say that we couldn't leave it next to us, which ended up uh, conflicting with, uh, I forgot exactly what the law was, but there's another law that it conflicted with, and now they no longer try to hassle us about that. So is the city just trying to, like get rid of street performers with these rules or do they feel like they're raising the bar of street performers by inflict like putting these rules in effect well uh it's kind of hard to say because i've uh, i've tried to get meetings with uh different aldermen and i've uh, always been pushed to the side but uh i don't know what their reasoning is but um from what it seems like they're trying to get rid of street performers because as i said the rules get uh stricter and stricter each year especially at the taste of chicago in particularly which i've been doing for years now and it's just getting uh more and more difficult to be a street performer i just don't get that because i think that the street performances in the city make i mean it's part of the chicago experience oh yeah you know you're walking on michigan avenue and you want to you know get a new Nike watch, but you can't go into Nike Town because you know the Tin Man's there, and you accept <laughs> that as part of summertime shy. So what? Right. Like, why are they trying to keep the street performances out of the street? Like, what, what's going on with that? Yeah, I don't know. They might just be some haters. That, and is that there like a a, a code in there that says that you can't make a certain amount of noise? Yeah, there's decibel uh, levels that we have to abide by. Uh, it has to be by. Um, it has to sound like a conversation. Uh, it has to be at a conversation level at a distance of up to 100 feet, whether horizontal or vertical, from uh, where it's projected from. So there's you read some, that manual. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> you read I, I got those rules <laughs> word down. by word. But um, the only thing is, like, even the police have said, you know, why are we adding all these rules when none of us are carrying anything to calculate the decibels it's not like they're out there you know okay right. who knows that who has that on them yeah hey mr tapper exactly <laughs> i was eight blocks away and it didn't sound like a whisper right right i know it's like tapper rhymes with rapper you're going to jail right 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 <laughs> are those those new capizios give them to me now exactly ah. exactly <laughs> 
<laughs> the cops in Chicago do talk like that. I have an record. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes they do. It's, it's kind of scary, but uh, we got to deal with it. <laughs> so, when do cops ever stop to watch you? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, um, I've recently gotten back in the subway. Like, I haven't performed in the subway in a long time. And uh, this past Tuesday, uh, there were three cops who were watching us for, like, maybe, you know, five to ten minutes and... I'm waiting, like, are they about to, you know, right. run in? Or what's going on? Because, like, every time I see a cop, I'm like, oh, my God, he's going to shoot me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you well, got that tan on. Take it off. <laughs> right. But uh, right. they ended up um, coming up to us. And uh, both the, these two cops, one of them was still on watch, you know, down the platform. But right. the two of them came up to us, and they're like, you guys are really good. You know, we've been out here for years, and we've seen some pretty whack acts you know like right. just some terrible performers and uh, you guys are good and they actually they actually gave us some tips like i've i've gotten good, kind words from right. police before but i've never gotten a tip so you know that was an accomplishment in itself so like i've only met you once before this and my immediate immediate impression of you was that you were like a very wise soul like you seem far far older than what you actually how old are you I'm 19. Yeah, but you do I, not come off as a 19-year-old. I've been 21 since I was 16. Right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> so has our radio show producer, Lauren, uh, a.k.a. Nisha. Um, so when you see shows like So You Think You Can Dance and America's Best Dance Crew, what goes through your head? Because you know what it's like to physically exert yourself. Mm-hmm. And you do it because you're passionate about it and you haven't sold out yet, you know? Yeah. So yeah. how do you feel about stuff like that? Um... You know, I, I feel very passionately about what I do. You know, it's it's more than just a hobby. You know, it's a lifestyle. It's more than just a career. You know, it's what I was meant to do and what I'm going to do. So I take a lot of things very personally. So I don't know. Um, I heard from an inside source that Nigel from So You Think You Could Dance was talking to a break dancer saying that, uh, you know, yes, saying that he doesn't... Um, support tap dancing that uh he doesn't feel that it's a real art form and basically that he doesn't want it on the show so at one point i kind of wanted to go on the show and you know tell them like you know you want me to do this watered down thing and this is what i'm gonna do this is what it is and you know here we go right but then you know after thinking about it and talking to a few people they make you sign contracts so if I was to go on there and do that, they'd probably end up make me, making me look pretty stupid, you know, right. because of the contract. I ha- I've had friends that have gone on that show, and they've made them look crazy. Yeah. It's amazing what you can do with video editing software. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So, yeah, I, I don't think that's the right approach. I just steer clear of those shows, most of them. Uh, America's Best Dance Crew, I just recently started watching that because, like I said, my passion keeps me from watching, th- you know, those shows. Right. But uh, I think that's a pretty good dance show. I hate that show with a passion. I mean, I, th- I think that they got some quality dancing. I don't know about the show. You're filled with hate, Quentin. <laughs> no, what's what's sadder than to watch some group of mid thirty year olds trying to recapture some dream they've had since they were sixteen? Like, I'm gonna sit through that. Like, oh, I've been dreaming do. about this. This is, you know, <laughs> then you watch their like background story and they're talking about how many kids they have and all this other stuff. It's like all sad <laughs> and depressing. And like, this is their one shot at yeah. what? Well, it's always the one shot, you know, this is, that's the last thing. But I don't know. I mean, I, I don't fully support it. I won't fully support any of those shows until they put, you know, real tap dancing on there, a real hoofer, you know, because they've right. had clogging on the show, but um, Mad Rhythms, the company I used to be in, they tried out, and uh, they didn't make it all the way, which um, which is unfortunate, because that's, like, I would say the best tap company in Chicago, right. you know, right now and for a while, but um, yeah, I was kind of disappointed when I found out that they didn't make it on the show, you know, because they would have they represented nicely for us. I took a tap dance class once. Uh oh. <laughs> it was once. It lasted. It was an hour long class, but it only lasted about forty minutes. Mm. I could not. I didn't get it. I, 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 I just didn't get it. Two left feet. Uh, I. It was like tip tap tip step tip tap tip <laughs> step. It was like okay, fifteen minutes. When do we learn how to do yeah. like the you know 
you know, like the, like, you know, I want to battle people. Like, ah, you got that, you know? Yeah, well, like anything, you know, it takes some time. It takes a lot of time, you know, to to get it well. And, like, you know, you can't go to, there's not classes for rappers, but you can't, you know, try to rap, you know, for one hour and then try to battle somebody. So you just got to give it a little bit more time. That's awesome. Yeah, Quinn, you can't learn something in an hour. Come on. I believe you. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. You can learn it. You can learn a valuable lesson in an hour, though. You can learn you can't tap in an hour. Right. Learn Uno. You can learn that there's a subway across the street from the dance studio that you can go into. Right. To make yourself feel better. Well, Nico, thank you so much. No doubt. If no people doubt. want to check you out, how do they do that? Uh, of course, I'm on Facebook, like everybody in their great grandma. But um, and Green Apple, aren't you affiliated with? Uh, definitely, definitely. Uh, yeah, I almost forgot. I'm I gonna, almost forgot. Woo, Good hey, thing I'm a journalist and I remembered. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, I'm in an all element hip hop crew. Um, coming from Cicero and Pilsen, that area, by the name of Sour Apples Crew. Uh, we're all elements, as I said, so we do break dancing. Uh, we have, of course, myself, tap dancing, MCs, graffiti artists, skateboarders, uh, beatboxers, everything. Um, we even have two boxers, you know. Why do you need boxers? They actually do other things, but they are boxers as well. One of them, uh, Adrian, he's a he's a graffiti artist, and then the other one, he's a b boy. But um, they just happen to be boxers. Yeah, well, Adrian, he's he's real good. He's actually, I think, still in Mexico right now training. Um, <laughs> there's there's security. Yeah. Make sure nobody oh, yeah, mess with yeah. them. Oh yeah, make sure that we. But yeah, just could, in case somebody wants to take it to the streets. Exactly <laughs> to the streets. Yeah. But um, you could check us out. You could check out the crew at sourapples.com. Uh, sourapplescrew.com Yes, yeah, Sour Apples Crew. We have that link on the blog, nobodydancesnare.com. Definitely, definitely. Well, it's been a magical interview, Nico. Definitely. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, I'm going to be looking for you out there. I've never seen you perform, so I'm going to be all Googling and Twittering and oh, Googling yeah. tonight. I'm, I'm the white skin guy out there undercover. I'm actually half Mexican. I got to plug that too. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were all Mexican. Nah, nah, uh, just half. Just, just half. half. Right. 25 Spanish. Right. Polish. Yeah. It's not bringing that up. One of, those, right. <laughs> one of those American nuts. Oh, uh, it's okay. And the way Dance is here, we appreciate the mixture. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> it's like a... It's like a requirement for the show. Right. You gotta yeah. be mixed with something. You gotta for, be mixed with so something. So that Quentin feels good about himself. That's All right. right. So uh, we're gonna take a short break. Short break. We're actually gonna let you listen to this amazing DJ we have. Yes. He's just like, see, he scratched to let you know that he's live. He's, he yeah. just scratched. All right. And then when we come back. Oh, we'll talk to Donnie. Yeah. Pro Black, the rapper. Yeah, Pro Black. Yeah. All right. Totally. All right. All right.
All right, we're back. This is Nobody Dances here, and we have Nicole here. We're on the air. Hey. And uh, we have Pro Black here. We're going to interview him. Yes. He is a recording artist. Yes, he is. And he came in late because he's a rapper, and that's what they do. Rappers come in late because they're very busy people. Um, And we had him on the show maybe a year ago, but it was a very quick interview. We're going to so, give him his full 15 today. Yeah, his 15. He kind of deserves it. So, yeah. what's going on with you, Pro Black? Oh, man, just really holding it down, working, you know, shows, studio, all that good stuff. Um, Just finished up my, my new CD, the the 2010 Project. So, all right. Do yeah. your eyes hurt? Yeah. Did you? Yeah. Okay. I was just wondering if you have sunglasses on. That. No, I mean, it, I'm looking at you, so I, I got to Oh, okay, because I'm so bright. Exactly. Right. So, got to keep them things on. Right. But yeah, 2010 Project, that's that's done on iTunes, so check that out, Pro Black. Uh, and yeah, just, just working, man. What's up? Cool. Hold on. Well, why is your name Pro Black? Is that anything with being black? Or does it have anything to do with the music being dark? I just, you know, what is what's the name? No, from? no, that's a good question. That's a good question because um, I got it because my first rap name was Prospect, and uh, you know, shorten that to Pro. And yes, that was a nickname, and people called me Black in high school. You know, what I mean, just what's they up? They called Mike? you Black. Like, was it a other Black people in the school? Yeah, or yeah, you- yeah, yeah. This is like people, you know, that. That I respected It was DePaul and, You know it was cool University but, uh, It actually was Anna Before Lincoln DePaul Park. It was before DePaul Thank you sir Where he but, graduated um, With honors I uh, Actually we gonna get To that a little bit later But yeah, it wasn't because, DePaul right, It was actually High school Thank you very career, much the QXR back to, the back to the music Anyway So they called me black And I just Flipped it and, and you're pro black. Pro black. Put it pro black without the C though. P r o b l a k. And you have like a double entendre. Like are you in your pro black for pro black the race. Exactly. Okay, I'm you I'm understanding. Quentin. See, Nicole's a smart one. <laughs> I knew that. Nicole's. A I smart did that one. stuff already. You I just want to give you a hard time. You always give me a hard time. What's the always? Because you're so whiny. Is that what it is? What time did you be in the studio? Okay. Um, right. Mr. Green shirt. Give so. Me Ooh. <laughs> <sighs> Don't play with fire. All right. So, uh, performances. What's coming up for you? Uh, right now, you know, I'm just, uh, I just got done uh, having a show at Reggie's Rock Club, which went very well. Shout out to uh, Ronnie up there at Reggie's Rock Club and, and Big Wiz and the whole A team and everybody who supported. And uh, got something that I'm working on uh, for Shubas. Should be, uh, a tentative date coming shortly, and then uh, Black Gate uh, session um, should be coming up shortly too. So, <laughs> just let it ride. Black Gate <laughs> Gate <laughs> session. Good. See? Let me clarify yeah. that. Hey, so we're, today's show topic. Uh, if you were listening in your car ride over here, Mister mm-hmm. Gum Popper, uh, we are talking about the streets. So, being a rapper, and you know, talking about a lot of pro black issues right, right. Uh, what is your take on the streets of Chicago like how do you feel about it what needs to change what doesn't need to change what is uh, the pro-black stance on the streets I think the the main thing man is is we got to cut out a lot of the nonsense a lot of the violence unnecessary 
you know what I'm saying, is is one of those things that that um you know like we had the the young man that was beat to death, you know what I'm saying? That was kind of shocking to the rest of the world, but being from Chicago, you know, like that kind of stuff happens uh more more times than not, more times than people would think, but um the thing is like it was on tape so everybody got to kind of get a glimpse of it but i mean the number one thing is just uh cutting out some of the foolishness and and staying staying productive and 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 staying somewhat you know positive you know yeah so what you're discussing now i mean is this influence for your work do you talk about stopping foolishness in your work i know it's hard to keep it cool and keep it positive because usually songs about positivity they end up being kind of like really weird or whack or you know it's hard to make being doing the right thing cool yeah you gotta you gotta definitely have some sort of balance you know like you can't you can't act like you're perfect because people will see right through that but i think if you have um at the end of the day have uh somewhat of a, a positive message at the end um or in your music people will see that you know what i mean everything doesn't have to be positive for you to have a positive underlying meaning yeah so okay so how would you describe your music is it something like we would think was from the south is it something that's party like party rap is really popular right now is it's all that it's all that um i really don't try to do what what's popular you know what i mean because then you you end up trying to sound like everybody else but um Man, I, I just really like to focus on lyricism, you know, having fun, uh, making uplifting music and just making music about my life. You know, that's the main thing. Like I get inspiration from life, from from uh, trials, tribulations, failures, um, successes, you know. So was it a hard life or is it, you know, one of these? Was it a perceived hard life? Like how hard was it? You talking about my life? Yeah, like you know, some people are like, "I'm from the streets," and like they're from Evanston. Oh uh, no, like, no, like, like it's 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 one of those things where <laughs> you know, west side of Chicago, you know, one of those things. Um, single parent home, you know, uh, lived in Cabrini, uh, north side in here, represent, and you know, like that. It, it's really not. I think always about where you're from either is, is where you at. So. It's always a, a focus on the future and and just doing better. So I, I don't think I had I don't think I had it uh, any worse than anybody else in the hood or or any better, you know. Okay, that's cool. We're gonna listen to it in a few minutes. We're gonna listen to it now because I I can't wait to hear your new stuff because I haven't heard anything new from you. You know what I'm saying? I've been like yeah. you know where my iPod only has two of your songs, so I was like you know maybe we should add some more to that. You know, Lady Gaga got like what 18 songs? You gonna let Lady Gaga trump you like that? All right, we're gonna play <laughs> a quick song. <laughs> If I got it to give, I'ma give it If I start in God's will, I'ma finish I'm relentless If I was weak, I would diminish But I'm not, so I'm starting to strengthen I'm relentless I go hard, beginning to ending Hard body, no breaking or bending I'm relentless They held us down for a minute But they ain't gotta give me freedom Cause I'ma win it Everybody got ghosts Let's get this clear But most people don't reach them Mainly out of fear I fear no man but God but I fear part of myself Cause I got God in me So God's speed is what I need To chase my dreams I'm slowing down to those dreams Oh, reality So it's pedal to the metal yeah. Full speed ahead yeah. Mashing on the gas Like my feet made a lift Picking up intensity In the faith I'm gonna need And I believe I just need A mustard seed It's a must I muster up enough Mustard and courage While quitters break down Shook, shaking, flustered and nervous I'm cut from a different breed So my CD got hella cuts I'm shocked my fans Didn't bleed blood Sweat and tears Love, hate and fears I'm motivated to take us places higher through the years I'm relentless If I got it to give, I'ma give it If I start in God's will, I'ma finish I'm relentless If I was weak, I would diminish But I'm not, so I'm starting to strengthen I'm relentless I go hard, beginning to ending Hard body, no breaking or bending I'm relentless They held us down for a minute But they ain't gotta give me freedom Cause I'ma win it I'm relentless Saying why I'm hot or something I don't have to say to you, man 
Dominican rappers laid back rapping they like a days ago I got drive pro got drive like a show for why these other dudes make pennies cause they loafers might be a senator or something but I'm the pope to my guys cause when I open my eyes it's hope in my eyes my focus and drive hope my guys cope and survive let them know it's more than life to selling dope to get high better ways better days ahead life is a race I'm running a race of my life I gotta stay ahead I move with the determination of a determination fighting for freedom stopping the fate of extermination so relentlessness is the emphasis Cause the future the poor is bleak like Memphis is So in these instances, persistence is the key In the main form of resistance is I'm relentless If I got it to give, I'ma give it If I start in God's will, I'ma finish I'm relentless If I was weak, I would diminish But I'm not, so I'm starting to strengthen I'm relentless I go hard beginning to ending Hard body, no breaking or bending I'm relentless They held us down for a minute But they ain't gotta give me freedom Cause I'ma win it I'm relentless I feel it in my spirit I know I can do it All I gotta do now Is to show and to prove it I'm the ball player Who said just one more shot Football player Who said one more squat I'm the boxer Who wanna throw one more punch I'm big pun Trying to live Doing one more crunch I'm the bodybuilder Who said one more set Katrina victims Who won't ever forget I'm the fighter Who wanna do one more rep The paraplegic Who want to take one more step Death the cancer patient who wanna live one more day Harriet Tubman trying to free one more slave The single mother who wanna work one more hour I'm the king who take the throne and give his people the power I'm relentless, going to the top of the mountain To the ones that doubt it, I can do it without it I'm relentless If I got it to give, I'ma give it If I start in God's will, I'ma finish I'm relentless If I was weak, I would diminish But I'm not, so I'm starting to strengthen I'm relentless. I go hard beginning to ending. Hard body, no breaking or bending. I'm relentless. They held us down for a minute. They ain't gotta give me freedom. Cause I'ma win it. I'm, I'm relentless. relentless. Hey. They say when it going, get tough. Get tough. The tough get going. Sometimes get hard. Get hard. I get harder. Get harder. When my mind playing tricks on me. I get smarter. I'm relentless. I'm relentless. I will not I quit. Will not I will quit. not relent. We will not stop. not stop. No surrender, no retreat. No, retreat. no losses, no, no, loss, defeat. no defeat. I will not, I give, will in. not give in. Going hard to the end, my friend. I'm relentless. I'm relentless. All right, we're back. This is the Radiant here. And we have Nicole. Hi. How's it going? That was something. Yeah. Pro we black, really, everybody. We are so p- welcome black or welcome is back. That, wait, what did I say? You said welcome black. Pro black is the name of the rap artist that you just heard. Yes. And we're going to transition into some street fashion talks. Yeah. I love street fashion, actually. Okay, so how do we define street fashion? Well, it's usually something urban, meaning... Either, you know, from minorities or from poor people. That's where it starts. Right. So, you know, I honestly, I think a lot of stuff on the runway, people just, a lot of designers, they they steal and borrow from each other and they also steal and borrow from the street. So, right. if your show is uninspired or you want to make it more sporty, a lot of, you know, wearing sportswear as your regular clothes is a minority phenomenon. It's right. not Norma Kamali, right. which is put in history books. It but was like, I also think that Mary Kate and Ashley sort of set the tone of like, I'm going to dress up like a hobo. No, yeah. they did not. They're who, not who, the who, first who, ones who did to, that? to do that. Though they actually, put it in pop culture, though. You know who actually had a hobo? The hobo look is basically a derivative of grunge, and the person who really put that on the runway, no lie, is Mark Jacobs for his Perry Ellis in the 90s that's how Mark Jacobs is famous he used to be the designer for Perry Ellis which used to be a hot 80s line Mm -hmm. and he had this runway show and I'm saying not even he's the first but I'm just saying like you know in terms of archive record he had this show for Perry Ellis which was a hit which was totally hobo-ish which ended up being the entire look for the 90s I'm not saying it's entirely uh, Mark Jacobs, but it's a combination of the music at that time, how he was designing. He had like skull caps and plaid shirts tied around the waist with big Doc Martens on these on people like Naomi Campbell. Right. So that's you know that kind of kicked off the whole bowl. So it it tends to look like 
they kind of exaggerated a little bit. And what made it cool is that, you know, Mary Kay and Ashley, they were wearing like really expensive things piled up. So they layered up hobo style thousands of dollars of cashmere. Okay. So, I Thank mean. Thank you for schooling me. If you really want that look, <laughs> it, it's, it's really not so hobo, but it's like I'm paid. I can wear 100 pounds of cashmere at one time. Right. <laughs> so, you know, I think it's just like a really, really, really just rich, rich layered, what I call more layered than anything. So what about, because uh, you brought up earlier uh, this idea of taking athletic wear and making it your normal wear. But it seems like yeah. every time a rap artist or a black celebrity specifically, uh, they all start with this fake athletic wear. Like, it's not like... Because at first it used to be like, okay, I'm going to wear my Puma jersey with my baggy jeans and my Tims. You know, like it was an actual like athletic, like a legitimate NBA because NFL yeah. team. And now it's sort of like these fake knockoffs or whatever but the the colors are different you know yeah i mean now it's like what's influencing what is the sport influencing the style or vice versa i think it's just a little bit of both um i think that the athletes started to wear that because they're so tall and that they had to wear these like custom suits right from the team because they're so tall they couldn't go into like a regular store you know, they wear like a size 13, 14, you know, like Shaq or someone. They can't just go in the store and buy clothes. They have to have things custom made or they rely on the sportswear. So then, you know, I think they just started wearing that around because it fit. It was right. a matter of fit. So, you know, and then, of course, that evolved into like, you know, just sportswear. Just It's just fun and comfortable to wear. And, you know, and then people started making it more luxury. Right. So, I mean... Basically, a lot of it was stolen from the street. Like, you know, it was one time when four finger rings were ghetto and now they're oh so chic. But imagine like wearing <laughs> it when no one was, you know, wearing it or doing the 80s nostalgia. You basically were a ghetto in the 80s. You were like you wouldn't get a job with that four finger ring on. You're a ghetto person. Right. But now it's like, oh, so cutting it. So now does, it's considered cutting edge. So the street mean ghetto, though. Street can sometimes mean ghetto. You know what? Street can also mean city. It can mean a lot. It can mean cosmopolitan. Um, you know, with the with the sartorialists and street bloggers. Um, today I watched a slideshow of Bill Cunningham from the New York Times. He does this thing where he'll take a subject and photograph it in, in New York. So he shot all these different styles of puffers mm -hmm. today. And, I mean, the puffer is a highly styled piece of clothing yeah. now. So, you know. Is it street? It's not ghetto, but it's street. Right. Street. I guess street kind of means edgy, but casual, maybe? Yeah, I think it has a lot to do with city. Right. With city living. You know, the metropolis. City, right. Cosmopolitan living. Right. right you know, right, being right. In somewhere in between a high rise and a project. So, <laughs> in that case, would you, like, I hate to, like, dumb down this conversation with I know, uh, we're taking it retail, way up, like, you know. Banana Republic, I guess, is streetwear. Mm, no, it's not. Street wear is a whole other term. But is it street together? No. So Banana Republic, the Gap, none of that stuff is street. It's safe. It's <laughs> it's made in sweatshops. They make a thousand of the same jean. Your dad, your your dad and your grandma are wearing Banana Republic. It, I, it can't be street. So what if I want? Okay, if I didn't know any better, where would I go to get street? Like where would I now you now expensive street? You could probably go to Barney's or, you know, you see those little sports stores in like the hood and humble park. And it says like Mecca fashion. Right. That's street fashion. Okay. You have a giant Pelly Pell on the back of you. I don't support that. I think that, you know, there are more attractive jackets to wear. Right. But you could go in there and find some cool stuff. And that stuff is truly street because it's what people in the hood are actually wearing. I love my coat, by the way. <laughs> you do love it. That is street. But okay. see, that is a style. We have to like put it back in reference. So Nicole surprised me one evening with this <laughs> D squared uh winter coat that has this glorious like when I walk on the train with my hood on, people look at me like I'm royalty. Cause the the fur around it, it it 
It doesn't sit on top. I can't describe it because it's on radio. But the fur trim around the hood doesn't sit on top of the hood like most coats. It actually starts within. So it's kind of like this, like, like my head is emerging out of this fur Thing. Well, you know, when you acquire <laughs> things, you have to pay it forward. That's right. a lesson. You know, keep your karma intact. And um, it was for you. You know, it was like the two were meant to be together. Right. So my I'm teacher, glad you like it. My teacher saw me the other day. She was like, oh, my God, you look like a a, a, a royal lion or something. Uh- it's <laughs> like thank you as you should <laughs> right. as you should but that would be considered even though d-square is like a luxury brand by these twins it's they're so annoying by the way they're they're, they're it's street style right but they they, they kind of stole it they did everybody steal steals everybody, everybody in fashion steals, steals from everybody. each other everybody look at h&m a billion dollar company why stealing but doesn't H&M like burn their leftover clothes or something like that? I have not heard that. Let me think. Let me Or let me is research. it Forever 21? I think it's H&M. H&M got in trouble because someone just revealed that when they had sales and they couldn't get rid of the stuff that they needed to get rid of. Instead of donating it. They would take it out and destroy it. That is really, really ridiculous. Disgu- it's disgusting. It's very, mm, I don't know. Right. So... I don't know about that. Yeah, we're gonna take another quick break. Yeah, what, then we're we gonna listen to. We're gonna listen to this great DJ. Oh, that's right. And we're gonna come back and talk Damn. to him. And then he's gonna tell us something interesting for the last few minutes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well. All right. <laughs> bye. Bye. Wait, no, no, don't not bye, but like I'll pause. Be back. Pause. We'll be, we'll be back. We'll be back. We're, we're back before we can turn the mics on. All right. So, Tim the DJ. Tim. Tim, Tim. He is here. And he's on his way over here. He's going to say hi. Hello. All right. So, you DJed for us this week and last week. Yeah. You're pretty amazing. Awesome. So, uh, describe your style. Like, is it, like, do you usually stick to, like, one mode or do you, like, switch it up? No, I mean it just it just depends on the gig and on the crowd. I like doing dance music, so anything from disco to house and electronic, anything in between, old and new. That's cool. So if uh, people wanted to find out more about you or try to book you for something, how would they go about doing that? Uh, probably just look me up on Facebook or probably just know me already. <laughs> <laughs> or go to the the No Way Dance Here website and there'll be a link to something. Yeah, yeah. yeah we could we could do that. Yeah, you can go to go to the Nobody Dances Here website. Right, and click and then hope you're worthy enough. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. So, uh, what's it like DJing in Chicago though? 
Um, sometimes it's awesome and sometimes it kind of sucks. It just depends on where and the type of party you're doing. Yeah. Chicago's pretty diverse, so it's not super hard to find some good parties, but it's a lot easier to find bad parties. Right, right, right. I know that. Yeah. And your favorite neighborhood to DJ? Uh, probably like Wicker Park, just because I think everybody's more accepting of like different styles of music and, yeah. and just the dance music in general. It's hard to surprise them. Well, they like surprises. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So I think we're actually headed to Wicker Park later tonight, so yeah. it should be a fun time. Cool. Yeah, definitely. Um, we're going to go and hang out and see all the diverse people and hopefully <laughs> get surprised. What is like the part, what so many people DJ, What? how do you describe your style? What makes you different? Um, prob- probably nothing. Really. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I like you because you yeah. keep it real. You're yeah. not like yeah. trying to be magical. Like, I'm just a DJ. God damn it. Um. <laughs> Well, I started DJing because I was a record collector first, so and I still like buy and collect records that I don't think maybe a lot of other DJs don't have. So maybe you might hear some stuff uh, that I play that maybe you wouldn't hear before anywhere else. Yeah, I definitely heard some original, original stuff. I always think it's like a hip-hop song. <laughs> like, wait, wait, there's no rapping. That's the original song. I didn't know that I, that was... I was a- just trying to leave an interesting mark and, yeah. uh, and see if it would affect the conversation at all. <laughs> it did. It made me pause. It made me, you know, do a little shaky-shake, a little thrusty-thrusty. Cool. I really got to train myself not to dance when I'm on air. That's going to be my goal for 2010. Oh, that sounds like a bad goal, really. <laughs> All right. Well, I know you have to go and live your fantastic life in the streets. Or oh, unfantastic yeah. life, your status quo DJ life. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll leave it at that. That right. is it, undifferent from other DJ lives. Because <laughs> I, I don't really do anything but DJ. So. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that, though. Some people, like me, freak out about so much stuff in life because we do too much. If you just stick to one thing that you're really awesome at, and then I you're actually don't, don't really DJ like that often anymore. Oh, really? Just, just like here and there. Yeah, I have like an adult job, and I'm an adult, so uh, that's, that's like what I'm up to most of the time. Yeah, but it's still something you're passionate about. So yeah, it's cool I that like you it. still it's get fun. opportunities to do it. It's fun. Yeah, yeah, definitely. All right. Well, I mean, I guess we'll look for you in and out in between adult <laughs> projects. <laughs> When you're in that fun mood. Yeah. And hopefully we'll find you in Wicker Park somewhere. But like, wait, he was on our show. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I'll invite you guys to some parties. Please do, please do. Because we like parties that aren't lame, like the ones we went to downtown a few weeks ago. It's misery. We got to stop hanging out downtown. All right. So this is Nobody Dances here. And Nicole and I are signing off. Nicole, do you have anything to say? Uh, no. Goodbye. All See right, you next so week. See you next week. Bye. <laughs> 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 <laughs>